BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis. Go green with solar panels or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine, the show that teaches you how to survive the stuff that can kill you, like floods or government uprisings or dangerous animals. Ooh, and the stuff that just makes you wish you were dead. Like having a spider on your back Mm-mm. or Sharknado Ooh. or dangerous machines. I don't want any of that. I think we should play the theme song. Let's do it. Ground is shaking under our feet. Mountains on fire, flooding in the street. Can't breathe the air, can't fight the feeling. Goblin down, Xanax ain't the way to be dealing. Gotta do better than just getting high. We gotta stick together if we're gonna survive. Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. I'm Danielle. I'm Christine. Christine, you look like you're already cracking up. You, you, I don't know. <laughs> you just giggling I'm, over there. You know, I'm, we took a week off. Yeah, but not last week. You're right. <laughs> rain brain. <laughs> yeah, um, Garen came up with, you came up with it, right? Rain brain, yeah, yeah, right before we started. And we're thinking that's going to be a new... Uh, Southern hashtag? California hashtag rain brain. We all have it. Well, you know what? I don't want to speak for the two of you. I have rain brain. Garen obviously does because he came up with it. Right. He coined it. I've so. already forgotten why. So he definitely, you I, definitely yeah, you're right. It. I forgot to actually. So and Danielle, maybe you don't. Maybe you're on top of it. I think I'm it. always just kind of foggy. You're constantly in a state of rain. That's brain. right. Um, I, did, I, I didn't know if I should talk about the flooding or not because... Yes. You know, it's not. This isn't going to air, but next week it's also going to be raining. Is it? Yeah, next week too. Yeah, more storms. Oh, seriously? Yeah, through the whole week. Yeah, I think it's going to stop a little, and then by the weekend it's like bad again, (sighs) and then into. So I looked at next Tuesday. So when you all listen to this podcast, if you listen the day it comes out, still rain. Okay. So all right, good to know. Don't get depressed. I like the rain. I don't mind it. I, I don't like it when like boulders are coming down the no, side so of our No, so what hill. happened to your house? Because <laughs> so, you live on like 
house by Acme um, Industries. Yes, uh, Bugs Bunny built my house. Yeah. Uh, so so yesterday we left in the afternoon. We had a sitter. Nothing too exciting. We had marriage counseling. So yay, yay it's date night for us. Yeah. Um, and we thought, well, we're gonna book the sitter long enough so that we can go to dinner after. That's a good idea. So we went to dinner. Um, over over in Highland Park, and on the way back, it's raining like torrential downpour. By yeah. the time we get out of the restaurant, I mean we're just even in raincoats, like so. Wow! Like our clothes were even with an umbrella. We didn't have an umbrella, Chris. Listen, why didn't you have an umbrella? It's I don't, not like you didn't know it was raining. Hear me out. Do you not own an umbrella? Sven's car is in the shop. Because you know he had a car accident, yeah, and we were in like some loner car. Oh, and he had a raincoat. I was in a jean jacket because my daughter took my raincoat to school with her. Okay, so your raincoat fits her. She wears everything oversized. Okay, all right. You know right. she's yeah. tall. You've seen her. Yeah, she is tall. She's definitely tall for a ten year old. She's almost not as tall as you. Almost though, in her Doc Martens, she's almost as tall as I am. Oh really? And she, okay. you know, the style now is everything's oversized. Yeah. So she wears like a lot of my clothes and in an oversized sweatshirt. She's like, well, I have to wear mom's oh, coat. So cute. anyway, you don't have an umbrella in the house. I don't know. Maybe. Kids, <laughs> know. they're all broken Maybe. and just hard okay. to find. Yeah. Anyway, didn't have an umbrella. So we ran to the car. We were soaked. We're trying to get back towards... We decided we're not going to take the freeway. We're going to take surface streets. For some reason, that sounded safer. Because it was it was crazy. Like, you couldn't see rain. Right. We get to this intersection, and the, it, the road was flooded to the point that the water was over the tires of cars. Wow. Like, that deep. So we turned around and we're like, okay, we're going to take the freeway. We got to our house. So as you know, I live at the top of a tall, like you call it a hill, a mountain. I don't know what to call it. Mount Bad Luck. Mount Bad Luck. (laughs) Is I think what the the natives called it. Yes. Before the the white people came in. Right. And then, then, I mean, that's what it was called before the white people. Yeah. So imagine. I mean, imagine that. Right. They were like, you don't know what happened. And then they put extra curses on it. Yeah. So we live on the top of this big hill. Which is already kind of constantly crumbling. Right. And then there are just boulders everywhere that have all fallen down already from the rain. So we kind of have to drive around these boulders. Fence tried to move like, some of when them. When you say boulders, how big are we talking here? Like bigger than our heads. Okay. Wow. All right. Big ones. Like he, he we're like, how, well, I guess we have to call the city and figure out wow. maybe they move them. We don't know. We're, so they've loosened from the side yeah, of the hills and, down and now the they're in the street. Oh, wow. And we also, next to our driveway, which is very steep, there's this big concrete runoff that comes down the hill that's usually dry. But okay. now it's like, it is like, a, you know, some kind of roller coaster ride that's, you know, a water ride. It's oh, like, so this is the video you sent to me and Garen. Yes, where it's okay. just water coming down. It's crazy. Like crazy yeah. rushing. And what's it's brought down is branches, more boulders, leaves. So in front of our driveway, it's like knee deep. In wow. just muck of leaves, stems, you know, I'm surprised there's not like a dead arm in there and some animals. So Sven gets out of the car and just starts like lifting it with his arms to move it. Can I ask, was it not, were you not able to drive through we it? We couldn't drive through it. No, it was, was like that mucky. It and, was like wow. so high. There was no way we pass it. We couldn't get up our driveway. So with his bare hands. Yeah, he's picking it up. He is a real man. Yeah, and not wearing his raincoat. Because you had it on? No, it was just in the back seat. Oh, okay. So I'm sitting in the car. I took the video <laughs> and sent it to you guys. I was like, look at this. And then 
I started to feel guilty. Yeah. I was like, I should help. Right. Oh, no. So then I get out and, and I jean jacket. First, I was just going to give him his raincoat. And then I was like, all right. And I'm in Ugg boots. Oh, which God. It's like, oh, they're six, ruined. Yeah, they're just soaked immediately. Oh, I'm soaked gross. immediately. And I'm picking, and this stuff Wet is cold. Those, I'm grabbing it with yeah. my hands. It's ice cold. Wow. And just slushy, wet leaves. And I'm trying to throw them, but I'm really just picking up little sticks. I'm not very helpful. <laughs> like, well, he's got handfuls. Yeah. And it's not really even doing anything. And finally, the neighbor comes out. I think he has like a, a ring camera so he can see in front. Okay. And brings us some kind of gardening tool. And so Sven's scraping it, scraping it. Wow. We finally get up into the house. And, uh, He's just covered in mud. I mean, he then he has to go take a shower, like take off all his clothes, take a shower. Marriage counseling was a little rough tonight, yeah. kids. <laughs> it was. <laughs> um, just one more part of the story that was horrifying. So he drives the babysitter home because I'm like, I don't want to drive anymore. I'm in the kitchen talking to the kids. I turn around to like heat up some soup for Benjamin. He goes, Mom. You have a really big spider on your back. Oh my god! And I go, what? Where? Get it? And he goes, uh, he goes to the silverware drawer. <laughs> and goes, I don't know how. <laughs> and I'm like, well, can you just like bat it off of me? And then he goes, I don't see it anymore. So now I'm like, Shit. where did it go? Right. So I'm like, okay. And I'm kind of like batting at my like shirt, like flipping at it. Yeah. I take off my shirt. And then he goes, I see it again. I'm like, where? He's like, oh, now I don't see it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Just gaslighting it. And then I freak out and I go, get it off me, get it off me, get it off me. <laughs> start jumping around. And I take off all my clothes and like burst into tears. Are you serious? <laughs> oh my God. And like what? run into my room naked. <laughs> Wait, did you have a bra on? Yeah. Okay. I was like basically in a brown underwear, and the kids. Mom, in what world <laughs> do you <laughs> think you it's think appropriate <laughs> to take off all your clothes? And the kids never, like, we never found the spider. Are you that afraid of spiders, no. or was it the stress of I think everything? It was leading the stress up to of that. everything. I usually, if we see a big spider in the house, the kids are like, "Mom, oh my god!" And I'm like, "All right, let's put a glass over yeah. it." I mean, we see some really. Insane spiders in my house. Like there's nothing compared to what you usually. Yeah, but like on the blender, the idea of one on me. Yeah. Wow. So you never, you never saw it. I never saw it. Well, my experience with the flood, flood last night. Yes. Was that we were watching Sharknado. Um, <laughs> we were watching the Rift Tracks. Do you know Rift Tracks? I don't know what that it's, is. It's a splinter of Mystery Science Theater. Oh, okay. So. um we were watching the riff tracks of Sharknado and Oliver was very hesitant because he's like, aren't these movies like supposed to be funny? Isn't it like intentionally funny? So it's not going to be funny if it's. But the Gosh, first one. Those things. Yeah. The first one. There might be moments that are supposed to be funny, mm-hmm. but it's so badly directed. Like okay. it's so badly directed, like shots that make no sense. Yeah. And they kept making jokes like, OK, where are you in relation to like and they kept showing different beaches. Like we're now we're in Thailand. Now we're because it's just not none <laughs> oh, of it was no. consistent. But so, um, uh, so it was sort of funny to see all these people posting about um, storms, and then there was Sharknado. I mean, it could be worse. There could be sharks in a tornado flying at you. Oh, I'm glad that's not real. Have you ever seen it, Sharknado? Yeah. No, it was pretty funny. I mean, it was so it was. Tara Reid. Did she at one time, was she able to act at one time? Well, 
I don't know because I don't think I've seen her oeuvre. You haven't seen American Pie? That's all I remember her from. I feel like I probably did, but I don't recall I think it. she was passable, right? Passable. But, you know, doesn't passable. it help She's if you not, have a really good... Like, maybe the director was like, say it this way, you know? Maybe, like, because she couldn't... I mean, she wasn't convincing running. Like, she was terrible. <laughs> I mean, she was so... Yeah. Like, she honestly made Ian Zierling look like a pretty good actor. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're like, you know what? I believe what he's saying. Yeah. It's, he's fine. I do want to... This isn't our topic today. Okay. I. This is a... Um, Oh, once in a lifetime thing, I think, that I don't know what the topic is. I know, I've okay. never not known what the topic is. I, I'm very excited. I'm going to surprise you guys. Okay. I just thought it would be fun. But uh, but I have to wait a little longer because... Because I'm going to just go over briefly yes. a few flood tips for everyone. Uh, just because it's going to be ongoing and, and just to refresh. I don't... I don't think we've done an episode on floods. We, we should at some point. I think we've done mudslides. Yeah, that's weird. And we've done like when you're trapped in a car... Full Snow of water storm. because you go under. Oh yes, and which is storm. definitely one of my top fears. Right, I, I. Uh, That's why we got the ham- life. Yeah, hammer. but I mean, like being in a car swept away by water, it's way up Oof. there for me. Like on the list of things I think yeah. about as ways I don't want to die. Um, I would say, yeah, fire. Do you have a list of ways you do want to die? <laughs> yeah, one peacefully in my bed of old age with my loved ones around me. Yeah, and like falling asleep. That's good. Is that a good way to go? Yeah. yeah, like just not like, for the other people, but yeah, for you, for me, yeah. yeah. Like what I mean for the other people, I think it's good too. Like I'm a little old lady. I lived a wonderful yeah. life, and I said all my love yous to everyone, and they're holding my hand, and then I fall asleep, and then yeah. that's it. So but, not autoerotic asphyxiation. Ooh, that's good too. Two, number two, maybe. Can I also be ninety three? Yep. Yes, but my family's yes. not in the room. No, you don't want. Yeah, no one needs to know your kink. Um. <laughs> I told, did I tell you guys Alex brought my vibrator into the kitchen? What? (laughs) Are you bearing the lead? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, and was like, Mom, look, I found your, um, what does she call it? Not a vibrator. Massager? Yeah, your massager that you couldn't find. Wait, did you tell her you were looking? No, no, (laughs) no. Has anyone seen my vibrator? No, no. So wait a second. So she's rooting around... She's just like in your room, always going through my I'm stuff. I'm assuming like, it's in your room. Yes, she's always looking for like jewelry she can wear, Got it. clothes, makeup, stuff of mine she can pilfer, and you know I am constantly hiding it in different places because they found it. When, the kids found it when they were little, like four, uh-huh. and they were like, "What's this?" And they it doesn't look like a penis. P.S. It's right. really small. It's not a dildo. No, it's not a dildo. It's really small <laughs> and it's like got a cute shape. It's like one of those like, "Hey girls," like you know. <laughs> Trendy. Hey, yeah, girls. like you'd see it on like a like a, a lifestyle blog, right? That you know shows you how to you know what Huga is, and also like this book is what <laughs> book of fiction you're gonna love. Like it's one of those, right? And, and also shove this up your hoo ha. Here's a really cool, <laughs> or keep it on the outside. You don't have to put it inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it just vibrates yeah. and um, put it wherever. You know, wear it in your pants. I don't know. I've never worn it. In my wear pants. it in your guys. Pants. I'm wearing it. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear a noise, it's my vibrator. <laughs> Karen's face is red. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Sexy so she comes in. So anyway, yeah, they found it another time when they were like four and they turned it on and were like, this feels good on my oh back. Oh my God, that's hysterical. And I had to act like, I had to act not right. freaked out because right. I, I, if I made a big deal out yes. of it, then, you know, so I was just like, oh yeah, that's for mommy's back and <laughs> hit it somewhere else. And um, apparently she came across it in a different drawer Hilarious. And was like, look what I found, Mom. 
And me and Sven oh met you at the table, and I, Sven is just like trying not to laugh. Oh my god! And uh, I'm like, yeah, oh, thanks for finding that. And did she turn it on again? No, thank God. I think the battery was dead. Oh, it recharged. That's hysterical. So, oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, I'm just like, and did my, Benjamin? Um, no, he didn't. Luckily, react. he didn't. Um, but uh, I'm hoping there's not a day where I was she gonna say. Makes the connection. Three years from now. Where she's like, oh my God, what that was my the, mom's. Yeah. Anyway. That's hysterical. Or she's going to be watching like the Mindy Project. Right. And like find out what a vibrator is and be yeah. like, oh my God, my mom has a sex toy. Just one day you just hear a shriek from Mom, do you know what people do with that massager you have? You don't. Oh, mom. You're so gross. <laughs> oh my God. So. That's great. Oh, Anyway. I don't know where that came from and why we got on that tangent. Floods. Floods. (laughs) Flood of embarrassment. Flood of embarrassment in my house. So you're in a flood. Yeah. What are you going to do? Okay. Well, we know some basics. Gather your emergency supplies, non-perishable food and water. Store at least one gallon of water per day for each person and each pet. Store at least a least a three-day supply. Listen to your local radio or television station for updates. So they think I'm going to drink a gallon of water a day? You you do. Maybe there's a, you can hold a gallon in that water bottle. There's no way that's a gallon, and there's no way I can drink a gallon you of water. You have to pee every five right. minutes. That's what I'm saying. With just sipping. Right. You know what? No, Maybe that's, for, I like that. It's people, good advice, but, yeah. and you need water for other things, right? Because oh, if everything yeah. shuts off, you might need it, like, that's true. for Brush washing your, your hands. Teeth, and, yeah. Okay, so... Immunization. You know, I'm going to skip some of this, but oh, indoor. Bring indoor items, lawn furniture, grills, trash cans. Tie them down. If evacuation appears necessary, turn off all utilities at the main power switch and close right. the main gas valve. All right. Leave areas subject to flooding, such as low spots, canyons, washes, etc. Remember, avoid driving through flooded areas and standing water. So this is what you want to. Um, when they say turn around, don't drown. Oh, okay. That's the thing to remember. Don't don't be a hero. Don't, don't be a hero. Don't try to drive through that. Right. Okay. Cars and other ve- cars or other vehicles won't protect you from floodwaters. They can be swept away or may stall in moving water. And I think it's like a really small amount of water can sweep a car away. Really? Yeah. So don't look at it and think like, oh, my car can do that. Yeah. Just turn around. Okay. Do not drink flood water. Use it to wash dishes, brush teeth, brush teeth, or wash prepare food. Um. When in doubt, throw it out. Throw away any food and bottled water that comes, may have come in contact with flood water. Okay. So there's a lot more information on this. This is just some basic, you know, you can check with the CDC, sign up for updates if you're on Twitter, obviously your local news. uh, But I would just say, yeah, when in doubt, throw it out, throw it out, turn around, don't drown. Those are my little rhymes. I love it. Now. Yes. This group... Yes. Are considered an invasive species in one part of the world. I'm going to get into that later. They're also considered, after mosquitoes, the world's most dangerous animal. Man? Oh, shit. (laughs) Yes. How to survive men. Guess what? You can't. No. Um, Take a second guess. It's not men. It's not mosquitoes. So it's the most dangerous animal after mosquitoes? Yes. Snakes. Wrong. Did you say (gasps) bats or rats? Rats. Talking about hippos. What? <laughs> yeah. It's hippos. That's interesting because we just went to the zoo in Palm Springs and saw some hippos and they were on two different sides. And I said, why can't they get, you know, why can't they yeah. see each other? 
thinking I was being like, they should be able to be together. And they were like, well, because they need to mate. Mm. And if they are together too young, the male will look at the female as his mom. Oh, so it's like a whole wow. Oedipal complex. So you can't put them together. So it's they were Freudian. doing the right thing. Yeah. Wow. Hippos. OK. Hippos. All right. So they kill roughly 500 humans a year. What? Uh, yeah. Well, I, do they have automatic weapons? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. And when you compare that with other the number of other animal deaths, that number is shockingly large. OK. I'm going to quiz you. Are you guys ready for a yes. quiz question? You're in a game show. Um, But you don't get any prizes, sorry. Except the thrill of being right. Do hippos eat humans? No. What do you think, Karen? Okay. Not technically, no. Because they're herbivores. You're correct. But if you get in their way, they will chew you up and spit you out and crush you. Or crush you. Maybe both. So they can be very very territorial in water, which is where they spend most of their time. So this gets dangerous when people in boats don't see them and accidentally wander into a hippo zip code. Was that a one-question game show? No, I have more. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, here comes another one. Great. Do hippos live in rivers, lakes, or the sea? I thought rivers, but I don't know anything about geography or, or things that have to do with rivers. <laughs> <laughs> She's not knowing anything about rivers, people. See, what's happening right now is yeah. that I'm slipping into my competition mode. Oh. So I'm seriously contemplating this answer. Good. I would agree that it's rivers because I don't know what the lake situation is. Okay. In those regions, I mean, sure, okay. there's got to be lakes, but I like it yeah. that you're like in those. I know regions. it might be. <laughs> they're not here. They're in Africa. The jungles. <laughs> the jungles. Okay, this is fun because I like knowing that you guys know like very little about this kind of stuff, like I do. Yeah. And I only know now because I researched it. Otherwise, I would be like, oh, somewhere not here and over there. So, okay. This is a little bit of a trick question because they live in rivers, lakes, and mangrove swamps, mm. not the sea. So they're freshwater. What are mangrove swamps? What well, is a mangrove? A mangrove is a type of tree, I believe. Oh, okay. Pretty sure. That sounds um, right. But if you got rivers and lakes, I would still give you the points. But you guys didn't. So sorry. Okay. You don't get the points. Can I tell you my extent of knowledge about hippos? Yeah. They're when hungry. I was in what? They're hungry. <laughs> They eat vegetation and marbles, right? Yeah, that's it. Um, (laughs) It's not really any knowledge. But when I was in, I think, junior high, Mm -hmm. we had to do a thing where you made a, um, you made, yeah, it was junior high. You had to make a um, campaign, like a tourist campaign for another country. Yeah. And I picked Zimbabwe. I think I just thought it was interesting or something. Sounds good. And I had a poster. Mm Mm-hmm. And it said something like, if you want to see a hippo, you could visit the L.A. Zoo, dot, Mm -hmm. dot, dot. And then I painted a hippo. Yeah. Or you could come to Zimbabwe. That's so cute. Yeah. So that's what I remember about. So I know they live in Zimbabwe. That's all I know. I I really, really hope you still have that poster. No. Mm -hmm. It's probably my parents' garage. It's so cute because right now Benjamin is doing a class project. Well, probably Alex too, but she didn't tell me about it, (laughs) where he has to do a tourism poster for one of the original 13 colonies. Oh, that's great. So his is Rhode Island and... Oh, that's um, funny. So it's still happening, this project. Less death than Jamestown. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We still kill a lot of the natives. Okay. I'm going to throw out a few fun hippo facts. Okay. Okay. Here's one. They lack scent and sweat glands. Oh. Instead, 
mucus glands secrete a thick oily layer of red pigmented fluid. What? So I know this is really, this really freaked me out. It was long thought this fluid was a mixture of blood and sweat, giving it the nickname blood sweat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and tears. Okay. We kn- that's where they got the name. Yeah. They were big hippo aficionados. <laughs> we now know it's a combination of hipposudoric acid and nor hipposudoric acid, which I think they just made up yeah. about hippos. Yeah. Um, these compounds create a sunscreen effect by absorbing Whoa. ultraviolet rays from the sun and prevent the growth of disease-causing bacteria. It's so like they, a natural they come sunscreen. out of their skin. Yeah, so it like it looks sort of like blood out of their entire body. Yeah, that protects them from the sun. It seems like we should know this. We should we should have seen pictures of like seemingly bloody hippos. I've never it's seen that. Kind of or- I think you can Google it and, and I will. see it. Um, their ears, eyes, and nostrils, the, the placement of them being high on the head allows them to remain mostly submerged. You know how you see those yes. pictures and you just see their nostrils sticking out? While still being able to breathe and stay aware of their surroundings. And when they completely submerge under the water, their nostrils close and their ears fold to prevent water from entering. Oh, that sounds kinda, cute. Kind of cool, right? Yeah. And their jaws are capable of open, opening up to 150 degrees. Oh, so almost straight like yeah, that. Which, okay. which comes into dangerous play. I bet. Or for, uh, they, <laughs> for marbles everywhere. For marbles everywhere. You've seen it in the game. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I don't, I don't think I need to show you an image. Just imagine playing. They're um, polygon- poly- polygamous. So they can, one bull mates with several females in the social group. Okay. Not the women are on the other way around. So, Okay. I'm going to talk about how they mate and uh, trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> Does it involve, is it worse than orangish red secretions? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, you decide. Okay. So <laughs> you can let me know. The dominant male wanders through the uh, where they're, they're, the hippo are resting or grazing. He smells each female's uh, back end. Okay. And I guess picks the one that smells the most pleasing to him. I don't know. He acts pretty chill towards the females because he doesn't want to get attacked by the herd. Okay. And then uh, here's the romantic mating ritual. He taunts the female by pushing her out of the herd he pursues her. He pushes her basically into the deeper waters until she gets so mad that she lashes out, clashes jaws. They clash their jaws. He forces her into submission and mounts her, forcing her head under the water. Oh, God. It's unclear why her head must be under the water. If she tries to raise her head to breathe, the male will usually snap at her and force her head back down. During the mating, the males release a wheezy honking to announce that mating has occurred. So. And this is every time? Uh-huh. It's just like The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> there are submerged too. So, um, it's are, can I yeah. mean they're mammals, so they can't breathe underwater, but they can stay underwater for like 6 minutes. Oh, that's a long time. Oh, okay. Um, hopefully it doesn't last longer than yeah, that for Jesus. her sake, my goodness. So, the gestation period is nearly a year, yields one offspring, and the yo- the the young are not weaned off for another year. So it's a long time for the mom wow. who they're very protective and they become very aggressive if anybody comes near the baby. Right. Um, so this is another reason why hippos can be very dangerous. So they isolate themselves on land or in shallow water. They don't rejoin the herd um, oh. for like two weeks after giving birth. And um, they have a very close relationship, the mom and the baby. They're, they clean, they cuddle, they show affection to each other. 
um, and this is when most attacks to people occur uh, is, is when the mom don't mess with mama don't mess with mama like most animals yeah. right um, they they nurse underwater their ears fold back and their nostrils close during suckling and um, that sounds so cute I want to see that I, I mean I we got I want to see some hippos cuddling we got to YouTube that because that's going to be adorable um, they live in a social environment they live for about 55 years Wow. Um, and they live in a social group of about 20 to 100 animals. Most of the day, they just rest, and they leave at dusk to feed. Um, the females lead the herd, except for the mating part, it sounds like. They're in charge. Um, oh, th- interesting. And, oh, here's, this is, uh, <laughs> this is gross. Okay. So the males are very territorial and they compete for dominance. This consists of wheezing, honking, and dung showering. They shit all over the place. Yeah. They stop, turn their backside toward the area, lift their rear in the air, and release (laughs) dung and urine. (laughs) I always thought these animals were so cute. Yeah. You're learning. Oh, this is interesting. Hippos are extremely social. Okay, they have a large repertoire of surface and underwater sounds. The honking call made by submerged hippos is the most common type of communication. So they exhale their breath to alarm the herd if there's any threats. And this honking can reach up to 115 decibels, equivalent to loud thunder. And can create wow. it's, it's, it can go up to 1.6 kilometers away. Oh, my God. So they can do this under the water. To let other hippos know there's danger approaching, even though huh. they really don't have male. I mean, humans are their yeah, are their only um, predator. Occasionally, lions, hyenas, and crocodiles will prey on the young hippopotamus, um, but only humans are their known predators. Right. So, for us, what makes hippos so dangerous? All right. Do you they'll, want? To- well, they'll rape you. Apparently, they, they will <laughs> to drown you under the water and take your um, innocence. Number one. They're tusks. Oh. So their teeth, since they're herbivores, all their teeth are flat, good for their chewing. They eat up to 50 pounds of food every day. Wow. But their tusks are meant to be used as weapons. So they can grow it over a foot long, and they're made of ivory. I can't picture hippos with tusks. I'm getting confused. Oh, like, right. Yeah. They go out? They they, they curve up? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to see a picture of a hippo now. I can't picture it. They were hunted for this ivory, and in the 18th century, the ivory was used to make teeth for people. Okay. So, um, which leads me to a quiz question. Are you ready? Yes. Is it legal to hunt hippos today? No. What do you think, Aaron? I think it is. It is. What? Yeah. Hippos may be hunted in seven African countries. Benin, if I'm saying that correctly, Cameroon, Tanzania, Mozambique, Zimbabwe, your favorite place, and South Africa, with the highest concentrations of hippos being found in the Luanga Valley in Zambia. And I looked, when I Googled this, it brings up a bunch of websites where you can book your uh, big game hunting expedition. So it's just for sport. There's no correct. Or, or do they still use the ivory for things? Because I thought I thought it was a I thought there was a maybe just in Western countries there's a ban on ivory. You can't even import it. You well, know. I don't know what ha- I mean. This is all big game for you know rich people, right? For um, sport, for sport. And then I don't know what they do with the maybe carcasses. They yeah. I imagine they put them on their walls in their big stupid yeah. No, I'm mansions. sure you're right. Now back to what makes hippos dangerous. So we were talking about those sharp tusks which are usually used by males to fight each other. But if you're a human, 
you don't want to be obviously in the receiving end of one of those. Right. Okay. So another thing that makes hippos really dangerous is their size. So on average, they weigh over 3,000 pounds. Oh, my God. So like just to put that in context, Jeremy Renner had four hippos roll over him. <gasps> really? And he survived. Right? We got to get yeah. him on the show. That is a crazy story. I am obsessed with that story. That is so weird because it kept changing. Well, it didn't it didn't change, but my understanding we just got of it kept information, I think. Yes. It sounds like he was doing a good thing. He was yeah. trying to help a friend or a neighbor. It sounds like he does it regularly. Member. Like I think he lives yeah. up there like or he has a property up there. I don't know if he lives there full time, but like that Tahoe yeah. area and he has, you know, it's like a bobcat or whatever. So was was the ignition on? Is that how it rolled over him or is it just like the incline of the hill or something? I don't know that part, but I sound. I thought it was still running, and then it started to roll. But and then he tried to get in to stop it, and it just. Ugh. But the fact that he survived that, I wonder if like the snow shielded him Maybe. somewhat. Well, he is a, he is part of the Marvel universe. I know Hawkeye is the best. Is he? I don't know. I don't see any of the movies, but no, 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 not the movies. The television show. Did you watch Hawkeye? Mm-hmm. I thought it was aside from Wanda. I thought it was the best. Uh, TV show of the Marvel series. I, I thought it. it was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, like, I hope he gets really main billing on the next Marvel property. I mean, he's supposed to be a horrible person. I know. But, um, but like, he's really good. <laughs> if you're really good at surviving something like that, yeah, you actually he should are get a, bump a superhero. Up. Yeah, give him a bump up. Best wishes to Jeremy Renner. <laughs> and that maybe this... Four hippos rolled over him. Yeah, and he, he, he survived that. When an accidental bump from a hippo is enough to break bones... Okay, so we know you don't you don't want to be boating along in your canoe or skiff and come across a hippo, yeah. right? What about on land? I mean, they seem kind of slow, right? Kind of lazy. All right, humans can run from six to eight miles per hour. Okay, hippos can run up to thirty miles an hour. <laughs> All right, okay. that's yeah. according to the St. Louis Zoo. So, best advice: yeah, avoid hippos. Right? Sure. If a hippo happens to attack, the odds of living through it depend on whether you can get away or not. Sadly, if a hippo is able to grab you, the odds of escaping alive are slim. On land, hippos aren't usually territorial, but they can run faster than you. So, you know, don't be one of those people who's like, I'm going to get a selfie with this hippo. You know, there's always that person, right? Yes. Don't be that person. So normally they won't attack you unless provoked. But they well, could misunderstand you something. You just don't. The thing is, like, you might accidentally end up into their territory. Yeah. And you don't want to do that. So you want to know if you're going to obviously be heading into hippo territory. Um, After the new year, I'm always heading into. I was trying to make a joke about. <laughs> I, I meant to say after Christmas. <sighs> so full from, you know, foods. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I mean, it's a lot of territory. <laughs> there are a few ways you can die from a hippo attack. Typically being crushed or bitten. If the attack happens in water, drowning is also a possibility. Mm. You know what? You might get lucky and die from all three. <laughs> Jackpot. So, okay. Wait, crushed, drowning, and bitten. But not pierced? Well, that's, yeah. I mean, the bite is... No, oh, for some reason, I thought they could... <laughs> That they could pierce you with their yeah horns yeah that's okay. the bite that's what I mean when I say the bite oh, but okay. like yes so most people oh right their horns aren't sorry I was picturing like their horns on the outside like a rhinoceros their horns are their teeth yeah they're part of their they teeth system God I'm 
All right. So most of these attacks happen in Africa, and it's mostly the people are they're locals and they're just fishing for their dinner when they get killed by oh, hippos. Oh, Jesus! So obviously, one way to avoid a hippo attack is not be a local African fishing for dinner. Um, <laughs> don't be that person if okay. you're listening. Stop needing fish to eat. Right. Um, if you aren't planning to take a t- trip to any African country, which has them anytime soon, you should be okay. But if you made travel plans, uh, avoid places frequented by hippos because they do have like kayaking trips yeah. down the rivers that have hippos, which you could be like, yeah, I'm not going to maybe not do that. Or, um, you but know, I kind of want to do that. You kind of do. Right. Yeah. Because it's cool. Yeah. So if you spot. So you say, Daniel, you're going to go to Zimbabwe. Yeah. You're going to go on a kayaking trip down the river and it, and you might see some hippos and you're like, I want to do this. This sounds cool. And there's a lot of guides, and they're they're like, don't worry, we're we're gonna we know where the hippos right. are, and we don't get close to them. We're experienced; we stay far enough away from them. We don't get into their territory. Right. Here's some things you know what to do. If you spot a hippo, yawning is a sign of aggression. And that and they're oh, they're t- I'm fucked. You're not yawning. They're yawning. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought, okay, right. You know, you can yawn at them all you right. want. They yawn at you. They're saying, I'm aggressive right now. Interesting. That means you need to get away. Okay. They're, they're letting you know. You're boring them to anger. Yeah. They're like, you bore me and I'm mad. So if you're traveling during mating season, the males can be particularly aggressive. So know when their mating season is, which is different in different parts of Africa. Oh, that's so you want to make sure do your research, do, okay. your, do your own research. Um, if you so it, give them a lot of space. When do hippos like to fuck? Exactly. Okay. Google that and just see what comes up. All right. All right. So you know you see one hippo. I mean. They're saying if don't travel down waterways that are choked with numerous hippos, I'd say you see one hippo. I'm turning my boat around. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. But, you know, people might be like, I want to go down. My dream is to see a hippo in the wild in my kayak. Yeah. That's a trip you can take in Africa. Right. Like it exists. You can pay money and go down. But there, you know, you see a yawn, get out of Dodge. Okay. Shallow water? No. So hippos like to be in deep water. That's their. That's how they live. That's their comfy zone. Okay. If you see them in shallow water, they're going to be way more aggressive because that means they're in a drought situation. Uh, they're not in that water by choice. They're in that wa- that shallow water by necessity because it's their only option. Maybe they got kicked out of um, the deep water by another herd. Okay. So they're stuck in the shallow water because it's their only option, which means they're even more pissed. Wow. Okay. This is fascinating. They don't feel as safe in shallow water because they're actually really good graceful swimmers yeah they're built to be swimmers so if you're like oh look at these they're just splashing around in this little yeah. puddle do not no you get, don't want make, them in the kiddie pool don't even go like just stay really far away okay because they're more likely to attack they feel more vulnerable there so they're they're very dangerous in shallow water okay this is really important hippos okay like like me they don't like to be startled you know, sure. I, my who kids, does? My kids love to hide in the house and jump out from behind doors and scare me. Oh. And you will never hear the more uh, awful <laughs> language coming out of my mouth at my kids than when they do that. I'll be Wait, like, what? "You fucker, motherfucker!" <laughs> and they laugh so hard because just scaring me immediately makes me yes. like angry. So what's worse, your kid jumping out at you or a spider on your back? 
oh, I think a spider, a, a spider on my back. Okay. Especially when it's like the terror in my son's eyes. Aww. There's a big spider on your back. <laughs> I thought there was probably like a giant tarantula. So hippos are like that. They do not like to be startled. Right. So, you know, you're in your kayak, Danielle. Yes. I'm imagining you're in Zimbabwe. You're living yeah. the travel dreams of your life. You're having some serious adventures. You're ziplining. You're doing it all. You're like, uh-oh, hippos. You know what? I'm just going to quietly sneak around these hippos, and they're not even going to know I was here, and I'm just not going to bother them. That's That would be my instinct. Yeah. No. No. You Make don't want to do that. You want to announce your presence. Okay. I mean, that's the last thing I want to do. I'm here. Yes. In a very Broadway <laughs> yes. kind of way. Patty Lapone, you got to give it your best. So... You're going to take your um, paddle and you're going to strike the water's surface with your paddle. Okay, here it gets more terrifying. If they go underwater and you can't see them anymore, Uh keep slapping the paddle. Okay. Or the side of your boat with your paddle. So, like, you make a lot of noise. So, this allows the hippo to track the sound of your progress so they know where not to surface because you don't want them to surface. Under, under your right. boat and knock you out of your boat because if you're in that water with them you are in big trouble but why would because they don't want to find you like why would making noise make them not want to go there that keeps them away from you the idea is you're scaring them away okay you're okay. irritating them in a way apparently that doesn't make them want to attack you okay listen this is just the advice that i found because they might think it's a crocodile because didn't you say crocodiles are They're also crocodiles. Okay. So this is another reason why you don't want to use your hand to strike the water. Because uh, some of the crocodiles might like just come bite your hand off. Right. Here's another thing to keep in mind. Okay, so remember earlier how I talked about that fun thing, how males mark their territory with a big dung spray party? Yes. So you want to keep your eyes out for that if you're on a path, like you're on a hike in Zimbabwe. One okay. of the things you like to do on your big African trip, Right. besides the big game hunting, is uh, you see a dung path? Yeah, you don't oh, want to take that path. No, okay. Because they take those paths at night when they're hunting. So if you're like on a camp, you're going to do a camp. Maybe you're camping. Okay. You don't want to camp near a dung trail. Okay. So you might be not. You might be camping at night. Hippos are nocturnal. Oh. And you don't want any hippos getting interested in your camp. Gotcha. They're like, oh, what's this? Maybe I'll go stomp on it. They're nocturnal. Okay. Yeah, because they're out. They're out eating and hunting for their, you know, fifty pounds of veggies they got to eat every night. If a hippo charges you, they're hunting vegetation. Yeah, <laughs> they're hunting it. They got to sneak up on. They the got to sneak grass. up. They got to sneak up on the lettuce. <laughs> they love gem lettuce, and gem lettuce can get away fast. <laughs> okay, we're going out there. Yes. There's going to be carrots. <laughs> There's going to be cabbage. <laughs> be careful, folks. Be careful. Okay, you can't outrun one. So don't try and do a straight sprint, right? You want to look for obstacles. Trees, hills, rocks. If there's vehicles and buildings, uh, you know, go to those if they're available. You might not mm-hmm. have that available because you're in the jungle-ish area. Uh-huh. Uh, run away from the direction of their territory, not towards it. Assuming you know which direction that is, you might not. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, well, I would say run away from the water because they're going to be at the good. water. Yes, smart. All right. Now, you're like, maybe Garen's like, I'm never going to Africa. Right. I don't have to worry about this. All right. Remember when I said earlier the thing about hippos being an invasive species? Yes. Okay. Did that strike anything for you about hippos maybe being somewhere else? 
Besides Africa? No, does now. Have you ever heard of the cocaine hippos? I've heard of cocaine bear. Right? No, I've not heard of the cocaine hippos. All right. So, Colombian drug kingpin Pablo Escobar. (laughs) Okay, what is happening? Opened a private zoo with over 200 animals. And he smuggled them over on his drug planes to Colombia, including four hippos. And then in his, after his death in 1993, so many of those animals were given to various zoos. Okay. But four hippos were left behind. At, in Colombia? Just in Colombia. Okay. Now, today, no. there are over 140 hippos roaming free in Colombia among the people. They're just out there? They're just out there, guys. And they're called the cocaine hippos in uh, Colombia. I'm, I'm a little disappointed. I thought maybe they were addicted to co- cocaine. I mean, <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the cocaine hippos. They live along. <laughs> they live in the Colombian countryside. They are called. Their reason why they're invasive species is because they don't belong there. They're a threat oh to my the ecosystem. So they, considering they each eat 50 pounds of food per day. Oh my god! So 160, you said? Yeah, and they 140. And so there are plants in Colombia that hadn't formerly been eaten, and, that are, and, they, and they're a threat to humans, right? So right now what they're trying to do is castrate the males. Sure. Which is almost impossible to castrate a male hippo, right? Okay, so first... It soon, sounds extremely dangerous. As soon as they see humans, they run because they sense danger. Then they have to be tranquilized. Then they got to get a moil. <laughs> That's not really what a moil does, I guess. I don't know. Okay. I just okay. thought maybe <laughs> all in one service. Also, wait, their testicles are internal. Shit. What? Yeah. They're on the inside, the lower abdomen. Also, their testicles are highly mobile, making them difficult <laughs> to locate. <laughs> they like move around and hide. What? They also have this really thick skin, so their reproductive system is well protected. And this is, listen, I'm going to read a quote. We have to spread that animal, manage those legs, each one is very heavy, then position the hippo well enough so we can have access to that area. And then they start opening all that skin and fat tissue in order to get to the testicles, said Valderrama. He's the vet who's tasked with attempting to castrate. So it's major surgery every time they have to castrate. major surgery. It's not just like snip, snip, like a lot of animals. So he says this is the best solution is calling... Calling them, which I think means euthanizing, yeah. gets the animal rights activists upset. And right. then letting them roam free upsets the environmentalists. And it's also can, it gets more and more dangerous as more people start moving into the countryside with population growth. But that's not my survival story. OK. Which I assume you guys want to hear. Of course you want to hear a story. Yes. A survival story. OK, good. Because this is a really crazy one. OK. This is about Paul Templar's incredible story of surviving a hippo attack. March 9th, 1996 was the date on which Paul had, as he puts it, a bad day at the office. Paul was working as a canoe safari guide in Zimbabwe, Ah. spending his days guiding tourists down the Zambezi River. This, Danielle, could be like a trip you might take someday. He'd point out all Africa's incredible wildlife, elephants, lions, giraffes, crocs, and of course hippos. I could go with the cliche, it was a bad day that started like any other, but it didn't. It started with a sense of foreboding, Paul oh. recalled. 
A friend of mine who was supposed to be leading a canoe safari had come down with malaria. You know when you have that feeling of trepidation, like something's just not the way it's supposed to be? That's how I felt. But the opportunity to take that safari was fantastic. It was on one of the most beautiful stretches of river, maybe the world, Paul said. Things were going pretty well, and we came across a pod of about a dozen hippos just wallowing in the shallows. Uh, shallows. Shallows. Yep. That's what that song's about, right? Shallows. <laughs> That's about hippo attacks. So I pulled up next to them. We look at the hippos. We start walking. We start talking about the hippos, Paul said. Of course, there's always someone on a safari who asks if it's true that hippos kill more people every year than any other animal. The answer is yes. So that's why we're going to stay away from them. Let's go around them. That's not good. Paul had seven canoes on his safari, three filled with tourists, the other four by Paul, and three apprentice guides, Evan, Ben, and Mike. The canoe piloted by... The canoe piloted by Evans was knocked off course and into deeper water. Suddenly, there was a deafening thud, and Paul knew exactly what had happened. A giant bull hippo had charged at the young guide's canoe. I turned just in time to see the canoe about four feet out of the water, and the guide was catapulted into the river. <gasps> I thought, that's not good. And I told my clients to paddle back to safety, and I moved towards Evans, Paul said. I'm like, hey, hang in there. I'm coming to get you. He looks at me, and he's got panic in his eyes. So I'm reaching over, and it was like a made-for-Hollywood moment, Paul said. He's reaching out of the water, and as our fingers almost touch, the water suddenly explodes, and everything goes dark. I'm somewhere deep and dark and dank. I'm trying to move, but I can't. But my legs are moving around, Paul said. From my waist up, I'm not dry, but I'm not wet. I get one hand free, and I can feel the bristles on a hippo's (gasps) snout. No! So now I know where I am. I'm inside a hippo. (laughs) It was slimy, slippery, wet. It smelled like a rotten egg. I'm so far down his throat. No. I'm not a small guy. No. So I managed to grab a hold of the tusks and push myself out and burst to the surface. I've been underwater a while, but I come up and am face to face with the guide I'm trying to rescue and say, we really need to get out of here. So I start swimming for safety, but I look back at Evans, and he wasn't going anywhere. His eyes were like saucers. He tried to stay afloat, but I think adrenaline literally overwhelmed him, Paul said. So I turned and swam back for him, and just as I'm moving in to grab his hand, I'm hit from below. So once again, I'm up to my waist down the hippo's throat. The hippo is just thrashing me around. The Wait a second. Yeah. Up to my waist. Yeah. How is that even possible? They're huge. They're huge, right? Uh, okay, and the uh, I mean, hundred and... 50 degrees open. Yeah, it's insane. The hippo spits me out again and I start swimming. I'm making pretty good progress, Paul said. But then I just see the giant bull hippo charging toward me with his mouth wide open. He scores a direct hit and he chomps down. (gasps) This time my head, neck and shoulders are outside one side of his mouth and from my waist down is outside the other. He just goes berserk. I remember at one point he threw me up in the air and I did a crazy sort of half twist. And when I fell back and he caught me in his mouth, but so hard that I thought he was (gasps) going to chop me in half, Paul said. One of the clients said it was like watching a vicious dog trying to rip apart a rag doll. For me, everything was going in slow motion, which was really quite fortunate as I could think it through. I could think, okay, hold on to the tusks because I had hippo tusks boring through me. And I figured out if I held on to them, then my flesh didn't tear so much. (gasps) When he took me underwater, I could hold my breath, and when I came to the surface, I would breathe deeply. 
This carried on for a bit, and then the hippo got tired and dived for deep water. I remember lying at the bottom of the river, realizing I was wedged inside the hippo's mouth. Looking up, I can see green and blue and the sunlight on the water's surface. And when I look around, I can see my blood mingling with the water. I just remember thinking, I wonder if I'm going to bleed to death or if I'm going to drown. It was just very matter of fact. Could me or the hippo hold their breath the longest? Suddenly, the hippo lurched toward the surface and spat me out again. This time, fellow guide Mike in the safety kayak showed incredible courage. He paddled in and he managed to get up and into it. Now the hippo couldn't climb up after us. So that was the front end of a pretty bad day at the office. So they talk about giving him emergency first aid. <sighs> they never found the other guide. Oh, what? Yeah. he um, Evans. Yeah, he was lost. Um, oh, my God. So he talks about trying to decide if he wanted to live or not because he could feel himself slipping away. And then he decided to, like, carry on. He said he pain was so intense he wished he'd made the choice to die. So there's still a man gone. Um, oh, they did. F I'm sorry. They found his body two days later, but without a scratch on him. The young guy had drowned. Uh, oh, oh. So the hippo had held him underwater or something. I'm not sure. Or he if got he caught, just got caught under the water. It took eight hours to get to a hospital that had a surgeon who work on someone with such severe injuries. He had 38 major bite wounds. His left <sighs> arm from the elbow down had been crushed to a pulp. Uh, his, oh, it had been, as they say, degloved. All the skin had been torn off. Elbow up was crushed, too. He had tusks through his shoulders. Both arms were barely attached. Oh, my God. He had a punctured lung that his, um, Mike, the guy who rescued him, had sealed with glad wrap from a plate of snacks. Hey. Right? Do what you it. can. His Achilles tendon was torn out. He had a tusk through his foot, the back of his neck, his head, the top of his spinal column, the front of his face, and his cheek. Um, I don't understand how he lit. Okay. I know. his sur The surgeon couldn't save his les left arm, and that was amputated. Uh -huh. He said he was an ass in the hospital because he was feeling sorry for himself. But you know what? He earned that, what? I think. What? Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> he was mad. About I mean, of course. Yeah. He's a young guy. And then he says, the surgeon said something to me that changed my life. He said, Paul, you are the sum of your choices. You're exactly who, what, and where you choose to be in life. I wasn't really impressed with that at the time. It was way easier for me to be blame everyone and everything else for what happened to me. But over time, that sunk in, and I realized that stuff's always going to happen. Good stuff, bad stuff always happened. Um, I mean, the reason why it's so frustrating is because he was doing all this to save the guy, and then the guy drowned. I, I mean, I can understand feeling like, why did I just yeah. go through all of this? He's probably pissed about losing his arm, too. Yeah. And I think all that pain just is... I can't imagine. But now he's a motivational speaker and talks about it, it, it like inspiring people to sort of live maybe for the moment or just, I don't know, maybe just tells people to don't go canoeing where their hippos are. Near hippos. So that's, that's the big amazing. hippo survival story. Was Is he an American? I, I You know what? I think he might be Australian and I should uh -huh. have let you read it because you have oh, such a good no, accent. No. That is amazing. Garen's face was like a little kid at story time in the library. I could feel him. I could uh, see movement over there, you know, as was, I was reading. We he was just, his body was kind of all over the place. I don't like degloved. Degloved oh, is, is that a, upsetting. That's a hard one, right? And that I is don't upsetting. Like, like, anytime I see anything involving the Achilles tendon, it's... Yes. It's, that's a tough... Uh, yes. Yes. I can't stay. I can't take it. There is a there is a link of him actually I think telling the story so I can link that in oh, that our newsletter and then we can all find out what his accent is too. I mean the tossing it up and I mean the person up in the air and then it catching it you in his mouth. 
Can you That's, imagine? No, just I can't what imagine. What you're going through mentally as something like this is happening? Wow! 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 <laughs> now imagine that hippo's on cocaine. Oh man! <laughs> I, That's a party. But you know what? Oh, I would God. think that hippo would let you go because once you have cocaine, all you can think about is having more cocaine. Right. So really, the hippo would probably just throw you up once and then be like. I got to get more cocaine. Right. Yeah, so exactly. There is that. You'd get a much harder bite. That's true. And then the hippo would be like, all right, I got to go get back to that cocaine pile. Chris, that was an extraordinary story. Thank you. I love it. I can't take the credit for it. Yeah, but you found it and that was a good one. I like it. Yeah. I like sharing with you guys the good stuff. Am I allowed to pee now? Yeah. Okay. We will be right back with our guests. Can't wait. And right after this. Welcome back to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. Christine, how was your break? It was illuminating. Really? Yeah. I I just saw my my Sven, my husband. Your Sven. My Sven. Sven. That's how close we are. Yeah, you just call him your Sven. That's what happens when you go to marriage counseling. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, everyone go. It's affordable. It's fun. Uh, <laughs> my kids don't have will not have college funds. Yeah, right. Um but you know what? Their parents will be together. Yeah. Uh Sent me some photos of a exploding um, fire hydrant. Oh wow! So that's, near your house? No, for once it's not outside my front okay, door. Okay, good. Um, so that I was just looking at those photos, and uh, that's how I spent my break. That sounds good. Exciting. Well, you know what I did. So yep. Let's I, move on. <laughs> I uh, okay. So do you want to? Yeah. In our we are very excited today because our good friend Emily Maya Mills agreed. Yeah. After a lot of of back and forth negotiations and pushing a paper across the desk. A lot of papers were signed. A lot of, we had to talk to a lot of people to get her here. So many lawyers. Oh man, I am like still, this this clause I had to sign, I'm just like so many (laughs) different things on her rider. Emily My Mills, thank you for being here. Thanks so much for having me. This is a blast. It's going to be so fun. And I want to tell our audience about her even though i'm sure they know who you are um you can find (laughs) (laughs) thank you she is multi-talented yes multi-hat wearing yes so many hats yeah uh writer actress uh let's say actor i think that's let's use actor yes um one way you can see her work is you can google uh boo hagger shadow man which is a film that's streaming right now i think it was in some festivals yes pretty impressive is that something you wrote or started or you know directed so i've been doing a lot more directing lately and this was something that i did not write it was uh through this master's program that i did so it was actually a student script but we won the bid and the school funded it and we were kind of like like it was like a studio thing that's could have never seen the light of day because it was done in quarantine and we had a we almost the crew was on Zoom. It was a oh real hell mary. Yeah, it was a, it was a real hell mary that people seem to like. And is it uh, a comedy? It is a comedy. It's a horror comedy. So it's it's nice. a mystical thriller horror comedy. Oh, fun in the witchy world. Ooh, witchy world. Actually, We're gonna link it. So yeah, we'll great. we'll put it on our newsletter so everyone can watch it. Great. How fun. Yes, it's very I love fun. this. Yeah, yes. it's cool. Also, yes, Emily has a show at Spoke in Frogtown. Which is called? What's the name of the show? Does it have a name? The Frogtown Show. The Frogtown Show. Well, that makes sense. It's every second Saturday. The next one is February 11th. This will air before that. Everyone should check it out. It's fun stand-up. Spoke is 
the best place. The most charming place? It's great. Is it like an outdoor? It's an what, outdoor why is it so restaurant. Yeah. And they, Bicycle cafe. It's right on the LA River. Okay. Uh, their food is fun. They have fun drinks. It's a f- just a really... I love Spoke so much. So and you can it's, yeah, you can rent bikes there and then ride the bikes along the LA River. You can ride fun. your bike along the river and just ride right up and order yep. yourself a kombucha beer. Yep. S- cider springtime thing. I like to have I a little like shandy ideas. <laughs> and we take our kids and we get cheeseburgers and beers Best and burgers. and they and they have like so fun. I almost bought you a record because they sell records there yep. for like two bucks. <sighs> yep. And they had one that was like eighties sitcom theme song. Oh songs. no way. And I was like, I have to get this for Dan. Yeah, but it was all cash, and I didn't have cash, and I was like, oh. I really hope this is here the next time I come. Oh. I haven't been back yet, but if it's still there, I, yeah, that sounds pretty it's exciting. Your gift, I'll be on the That's lookout. That's a good one. It's yeah, great. thank you. It's so so fun. And oh, sorry, one more thing everyone needs to know about: you were also an important character on Valley Heat, which uh, is your husband's podcast. Yes, it's, if you guys don't know about Valley Heat. I, I rarely listen to any kind of fictionalized podcast. It's just yeah. not a thing I do. But my friend Mike Henry, yes. friend of the show, recommended it. And uh, he was like, you got to check out Valley Heat. It's just like, you're going to laugh out loud. Oh, I'm so excited. And I was like, I doubt it. <laughs> uh, and I did. I was like, this is definitely my jam. Like, this is the kind of okay. thing that makes me laugh. And it's so like inside Burbank weirdness. Like, yes, it's it very really strange. is fun and so funny. It's just so great. Oh, I'm and excited. I love that it's getting the attention that it deserves oh, and it's showing you. up on lists of best podcasts. And it's true. It, He's, he worked so hard on it and it, it almost killed us all. And no, <laughs> So you have a story for us, I believe, about uh, involving a car, maybe. Yeah, I actually, I thought it would be good because I have been bare body hit by a car more than once and I thought this would be a good way to share with your audience how to survive something because I kind of have worked out a technique yes yes we love it (laughs) this means you were a pedestrian and you were hit by a kid yes yes. so you weren't in protective gear not in protective gear not (laughs) inside of another machine of of any kind but enough that you've established survival skills she's an expert we have an expert on our show which is not usually no, so. that's right. Not it's only weird. that's right. It's not just our bullshit. It's an expert who's actually been hit by a car more than once. We I'm have here to help. A comedy know. person and an expert. You know what? This is Banner really Day. a sweet spot for us. Yeah. We're gonna. We love this. I, I I felt like this was the one. I mean, it's the thing I can I can I can cook. How to survive in the kitchen? Sure, but yeah. you know, let's help yeah. let's help the world here today. Please, Please. save them. Um, no, but I this was actually twice in high school. So cool, oh. very cool. Uh, very Good cool time kid. of life. Yeah, mm-hmm. great kid. So the the first time um, was after my opening night of my first play that I was ever in, Brighton Beach Memoirs. No big deal. Oh, um, wow. Thank you. I know. I was very sad that I was not cast as the lusty cousin, uh, sort of the focus of the incestual jokes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, was, it's like, what is mother? I can't I, think of I, what other women part. I, yeah. was okay. <laughs> I was the mother, but then I just saw, actually speaking of records, the other day I saw a record of the soundtrack. Yeah. And I'm like, she was the lead. What was my problem? Like, why was oh, I complaining? Because I was so in high funny. school. Yeah, yeah. But because you don't want to play a mother when you're in high school. Exactly. That's why. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, knocked it out of the park. Doing of course. Some kind of, I'm sure offensive New York Jewish accent. Yeah. And um, that you know, well, we can cut that out. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't even done it. <laughs> 
that's all right. Last week we had uh, Andy Richter doing an Asian accent. Cool, cool. So it's, it's good. If anyone could get away with it, though, it's Andy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I actually, I hope you kept it in. Uh, I'd 100%. love to hear it. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. okay. <laughs> so this was like such a twisty situation where it actually was great. And all my, a few of my friends came. And we were leaving afterwards, and I was like, you know, I was so very inspired. People brought flowers. Aww. We were going, you know, we had a, we had a gang of friends. We're getting in the car, and one of our friends had borrowed a car from another friend and was going to drive us all home. And the car wouldn't start as we piled in. And for this, just the way that it all unfolded, our dean came over, Mr. Scudder, who was very. Um, he was sort of like one of these guys who looks like he should have been special ops, you know, mm. oh. just like okay. usually we're, it's not a good thing when Mr. Scudder is coming by, but he came and somehow managed to start the oh. car for us Nice, because I think it was just a little bit of a short and then we were on our way, but you know. I'm sure he later regretted starting the car for us. We, she then, as we're driving, this is in San Francisco, so I, we're driving down Van Ness, and she goes, she starts to get onto the, oh, we had gone to Burger King, this is very important. I was going to say, I, I, there must be a stop at a to get Burger food King. after the yes. show. Yeah. Absolutely. Burger, we're full of fries, and she goes to get on the 101 freeway, this is in San Francisco, so it's, you know... 101, not the 101. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, is that true? Yeah. I don't know this. Does Ooh. you take 101 to 280? No. Yeah. Mm, no, this is like going <laughs> yes. to hospital or holiday. <laughs> I don't oh. care for it at all. <laughs> no. You need a preposition in there. <laughs> There's is that. preposition right No, you need an article. Article. Article lists freeways in San Francisco. Oh, interesting. Sure, in the Bay Area. Yep. Mm, no. 80 no. to 280, 101. Yeah, and it's weird that it's the same freeway. I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so she goes to get on the freeway, but that has nothing to do with where we're going. Now, this friend of mine was not a very good driver. It was okay. often, you know, kind of, she reminds us all of like Janice from the Muppets. Yeah. Kind of like mm-hmm. long uh-huh. hair, kind of curtain like hair that when you'd be like, hey, <laughs> B, you're on the wrong side of the street. She'd be like, oh, thanks, dude. You know, <laughs> that would happen often. And, this in this particular case so I kind of go hey B why are you getting on the freeway like I live due in the opposite direction right. of, and she goes oh man I don't know man sorry right? <laughs> was she stoned no okay. she, to this day she doesn't smoke weed it sounds okay. exactly like that um, and she so the same thing is happening and we're dro- we get on the 101 no one knows why it's a mistake <laughs> now we're on a freeway we're children someone yes. has a borrowed car yes. and then this car starts pulling you know like oh wobbling kind of on you know the the steering wheel is kind of pulling and wobbling we're going dude b what's going on and she's like i don't know dude that's been doing that all day <laughs> so she's got a t- blown tire she's got a flat tire uh. okay just got on the freeway we don't know this until la- later but like next thing you know just after the questions asked we are spinning 360 <gasps> oh, in the middle oh of traffic god. on the freeway oh my god we end up the on tire blows on 101 <laughs> You did and, it right. Yeah. It sounds so wrong. I don't <laughs> care for it at all. Uh, but uh, that was very, very, very respectful of you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> so we end up backwards on the ivy. So there's like an incline. We end up backwards on the ivy. Now, the first thing everyone needs to know is if you get into any kind of accident or stall on the freeway, don't get out of the car. You know, number one, just don't get out. Okay. Because there's a lot of killing machines swirling around right. you. Um, and so we're kids and we don't really understand that. But this truck of guys pulls over to help us, which is great. Sure. 
They were very kind. They sort of pulled up around us closer to the traffic. They helped push our car a little bit more out of the lane. Okay. And they were all kind of like somehow dealing with each of us. There were five, you know, teenage girls and they were like, are you okay? Are you okay? Uh Is everyone okay? And this woman loses control of her car. Her brakes went on or something. She comes up around both cars and like bowling pins he she hit every single one of my friends but <gasps> not one of the guys what what i don't know how like they made a, they were mature enough to jump out of the way i don't know what i don't know how it happened but it was like bowling this is like a horror film this is crazy <laughs> like it's like final destination but like a mild case of it <laughs> oh my god like it was going to happen yes. no but exactly a mild case bing, where we all bing, survived bing. <laughs> we all survived but like barely when you think about I roll out and I'm under our car oh and my god. her wheel where is did she spinning hit in bo- my face so off did, the ground. Oh my god, where did she hit your body? So of all the injuries, I can only tell you what what happened to me. Like I can okay. tell you what happened to everyone, yeah. but I had banged up knees, mm-hmm. a banged up wrist, and some cuts on my pinky. Oh wow. Okay. So like it like- was like I somehow got kind of Boinked, yeah, and then like thrown under well, our your, car. Your friends all took the uh, absorb <laughs> absorbed the hits first. It's true. They, and you rolled under your car. I rolled. I was under our car, and her car was like slightly askew. The front wheels spinning <sighs> like dirt in my face. Oh my! Wow. It was. That's Jesus. really scary. The scariest part. It was very very scary. Sorry, folks at home. This is. We should have done a trigger warning. No, oh, this episode. We is don't full allow trigger, trigger warnings. warnings. <laughs> but like as a joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So B, who was driving the car, rolled. She had been dragged. She had this beautiful, luscious, curly head of hair and had been dragged by the license plate oh. under this woman's car. So she comes what? rolling out from under this woman's car. And I think like what ended up happening was when the when the paramedics came, she was in shock, actually, yeah. more than anything. And so we thought the worst, she was like, couldn't really speak. She was rolling and writhing. She was in, you know, on the gurney. And we all pile in and go. And to the, basically what happened was one gal didn't have really any injuries, like a bruise. Two had like a split, like someone's ass got split. Wait, what <laughs> do you like mean? Like an extra split? Like a, like a gouge, like a, the impact <laughs> yeah, that's caused was, like, okay. like a, a cut? A cut, like a gouging no. cut. I know. Ouch. Imagine your 18-year-old ass. Oh, I mean, I, I wish I could imagine it. I, I wonder <laughs> if it was any better than it is now. I feel like it wasn't. It doesn't matter how many f- fucking days of Pilates I do. It just doesn't fucking matter. I have the worst ass. Anyway, so... Um, I don't buy it. How, <laughs> how long did you have to wait before the ambulance came? And what were the guys doing? So what was weird about it is just on the other side of that incline, incline was San Francisco General Hospital, which is now... Zuckerberg Hospital weird. Oh, oh it's know. like the future. It's really truly yeah. like the future. It's so gross. But um they were there pretty quickly. So like f- maybe 10, 5 to 10. Okay. And the guys were just kind of managing. I I mean, I, we never saw them again, of course, yeah. but it was just one of those things where like I'm sure they were just like, holy shit. And we didn't know at the time, couldn't have known that. I think she had been pumping her brakes for a while, so she was slowed down. Like, to us, she was going 70 miles an hour. But it would have been much worse had she not been, like, 
reduced speed at that point. It's so wild though that she was she like steered into yeah, us. like she could have been like, I'm gonna either rear in yeah. this car in front of me or hit these five girls. Yes, or was it four girls? Five girls. Yeah, yeah. and she was like five girls. Five, five girls yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's my choice. P- potentially ten people altogether. Yes. She's Louise. Okay. She also, when when she stopped and opened the door, she kind of fell out like, oh my God, and seemed so high. But there was, the toxicology report was, really? no, she just seemed like a really high person oh. who was on a lot of stuff. But huh. I think huh. maybe it was residual. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> sort of perm, perm- permanent. Yeah. yeah. Was it your friend's Damage. mom? <laughs> was it B's mother? It was every mother in San Francisco at the time. Uh, <laughs> right, got it. Right. And and in retrospect, though, it's like especially my friend Diane, whose ass got the slit, you know, the slice. Yeah, she did get some money, but it's like, is there ever enough money for slicing right. your teenage ass? No, no, that's. Uh, I'm priceless. sure it was like six thousand dollars or something, and then you get to you're like. 25 and you're like wait a second (laughs) (laughs) right 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 right. that's my still my ass (laughs) Jesus Um, so that was sort of I think I've given you all of the traumatic beats were any of you guys admitted to the hospital or was it all just emergency a B was definitely admitted I think all the gals who got like uh, open wounded I think I was checked out in the lobby I think I just really didn't have any major injuries it was crazy I did the play the next day it was crazy well you're not gonna let the understudy go on (laughs) for sake never (laughs) (laughs) no no wow Um, yeah it was it was really uh, B and I are we we are still friends and I'm you know I'm still I'm Diane as well I was very bonding experience I yeah. say you guys yeah. went through a trauma together we did we did that is bananas it was a bananas time yeah and the second time I think this is where it gets fun um <laughs> the second time was also in high school but I we were all like uh, some friends were going to a baseball game we had been drinking and we were in the back of a pickup truck and pulled up in front of a friend's house and we ran in to get something and it was sort of a dash. Oh, I dashed in to use the restroom. Always, always peeing. <laughs> yes. um, and then I was like, okay, I'm done. And I went to go run across. It was a small residential street in a small little windy area called Glen Park. And I wanted to go do a fun, like high school fun kid leap into the back of the pickup truck. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of bol- semi-drunk bolted across the street and this time it was going, I saw the car coming and I looked and I saw it and I jumped up. So it oh. hit my the bottom <gasps> of my legs and I bounced oh off the... Oh my god. Exactly. This is the technique. I'm telling you. Oh, wait, you think up. this is better? Yeah. Okay. I do. Because then you don't get impacted, right? Like if you're stationary and you're impacted. Okay. But if you jump up, you oh, have no contact okay with the ground you're you're free oh, okay 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 bounced off the hood bounced off the windshield <gasps> bounced onto the ground jumped up and was like i'm good no, no i'm good and then, <laughs> no you must have been so drunk absolutely i was surely i was drunk and also fine still you know like a baby like a rubber kind of gumby yeah yeah right baby. yes and this poor woman who was in the passenger seat was just like oh <laughs> like screaming. I mean, oh, no. I mean, imagine oh we went God. through a tra- traumatic event the first time. Yeah. She went through a traumatic event that time. Yes. Really- it was her trauma. Oh, it was her she trauma. is still traumatized I by it. Yeah. yeah. Imagine a kid oh. bouncing off your Yes. I, no, oh, I can't. My God. It's my worst nightmare. Nightmare. 
So did you even exchange information or you're just like, we got to go? No, I really wanted to just kind of get out. I felt at fall and I just jumped into the back of the pickup truck and was like, I'm cool. Holy. You guys want to go to this game? Oh, uh, whoa. Were you sore the next day? Were you, did you have bruises? And- I I went to a party that night, so it was like a longer day. <laughs> and I think I was sore the next day, but I was surprised because I hadn't yeah. felt anything. Right. But not really any bruises. Did you tell your parents? No. <laughs> absolutely yeah. not. They're Except finding out now. <laughs> I will send oh this to God. them on a tape. Yes. They're fans of the show. <laughs> um <laughs> That's amazing. Were you jumping because you were going to jump anyway into the truck or were you jumping because you just thought it was a good idea? I thought it was a good idea. Okay. It was it was technique based. It felt a little, it was almost like a little skater move, you know, like imagine. Uh-huh. It was it, like just your brain thought this is the best idea. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, click, tr- I'm not going to clear it. Or maybe yeah. that was my idea. I'm going to jump gonna, out of the way of this car. <laughs> I was going to hurdle the car. Oh my God. It's not. It's amazing. A bad idea. Not terrible. No. I mean, whatever, what, maybe I thought I was going to fly away. I don't know. <laughs> 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 Oh my god! Just thinking fast, you know, for the best, taking a swing. Oh my god, that's amazing. (laughs) I wonder if that driver still thinks of you every once in a while. Is like, remember that time? (laughs) I hope she's okay. I hope she got her life cleaned up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Stop getting hit by cars. How many times in how many years? It was like two and two. Oh my god, those stories are crazy, and I can't believe how well you survived them. That's unbelievable. I really do feel like it's a tip worth keeping. Jump. Jump. Yeah. jump. Yeah. yeah. If a car is coming at you and you have time to think, jump. Jump. Bro. Maybe even out of the way. <laughs> that might be a better plan instead of just straight into the car. <laughs> you know what? That's a nice twist. That she's she's tinkering. She's she tinkering your plan a little I'm bit. And I think she improved it. I'm tinkering I think a little. So. I'll take that note. I, yeah. I like that. I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna. I'm gonna rework it. You might have another experience. Yeah. And I'll. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Third time's a charm. Take your note. For sure. <laughs> Out of the way. Out of the way, you say. Okay. <laughs> Look, think about it. Uh-huh. Emily. Thank you so much for coming on oh the my show. Gosh, yes, thank you. Thank you. Me. Everyone, check out Valley Heat. Yes, um, I'm excited to check out uh, Emily's socials. We're going to post them. Go watch Boohag or Shadow Man, and um, we'll be right back with what did we learn today? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Danielle, yes. Are you ready to learn? What did we learn today? I am. Hashtag Rain Brain. Yes. Embrace it. More like shark nodo. Wow. How many years were you sitting on that one, Garen? How long has it been? Yeah. yeah. Long time. Well, the opportunity finally came up. In case of flood, have supplies, pay attention to news sources, get to high ground, don't drive through deep water, and most important, remain calm. Yes. All good suggestions. A mangrove is a shrub or tree that grows in coastal saline or brackish water. Okay. The term is also used for tropical coastal vegetation consisting of such species. Oh, interesting. Okay. No marbles are safe. (laughs) Hide your marbles. Hippos are assholes. Yeah. Hippos face threats from human wildlife conflict and habitat encroachment, with hundreds being shot each year to keep them out of crops and away from homes. They're often killed for their meat under the guise of protection and both hippo fat and their ivory canine teeth are considered valuable okay i was wondering if people eat it i sounds like it yeesh for your own safety be aware of when hippos are dtf (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) 
Avoid the dung path. Always. Any dung path. I mean, even if you're just playing Candyland, avoid the dung path. <laughs> they should add that. You know, if they added that to Candyland, it would I would play. Sales would soar. Ooh. Stay away from cocaine, people, and yeah. stay away from hippos. That's the best Both. piece of advice we yeah. can give you. I guess if you have to Pick, pick one? Yeah. Pick cocaine? I don't know. I guess. <laughs> but both can kill you. Getting mauled by a hippo is also rather addictive. <laughs> so. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, we have exciting things coming your way. Yes. Listen, I can't. Are you I teasing you. the audience? I am. I can't tell you what it is, but it's we have a lot of big news coming. Very cool. Until then, uh, sign up for our newsletter. We have a survey you can take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun to take surveys. Yeah. Um, you know, we have merchandise. And you can always check us out on our socials at Pod How to Survive. Mm-hmm. Until next time, remain, remain calm. calm.